One, two, three, four. Today's guests do everything. From Akron Makerspace, it's Devin Wolf and Beck Radonich. The Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron podcast. Welcome to the Spoils of Akron podcast. I'm your host, Chris Miller, here with... Shane Wynn. Shane Wynn. Shane and Chris today. And we have some very special guests, some very innovative folks who like to build things. Uh, and they like to teach others how to build things. Two people from Akron Makerspace, Devin Wolf and Beck Radonich. Welcome. Welcome, guys. Thanks for coming on the show today. So, uh, you know, tell us about what what is Akron Makerspace? So Akron Makerspace is a community workshop where you can come in. Uh, we provide tools, training, and a location for you to come in and work on your projects, whether you are a student, uh, an artist, uh, a hobbyist, or even entrepreneur, whether you're developing a product or doing a short production run. and. Uh, we also kind of give mentorship as well as there's a really nice networking structure around the organization to where if you have any issues figuring something out or finding a piece of equipment or a, a type of material, we help you out. And, and so tell me, what, what kind of people will use this, will use the makerspace? I, I mean, honestly, it's a little bit of everybody. Um, we've had a huge influx of metalsmiths and artists, mm-hmm. um, but also there's a, a ton of uh, mechanical and electrical engineers. There's people that just want to get into a hobby, so there's not they don't have a traditional background in anything like this. Uh, to you know, uh, people that want to bond with their kids and come and make cool stuff with them. Okay, and so so people that are listening that might not be as familiar, this is sort of like a movement, this maker, maker space, you know, would you say? Yeah, they, it's called the maker movement. Uh, okay. It's oh, nationwide. It there's Well, it's worldwide, really. Uh, there's uh, several hundred maker spaces in, in the United States alone. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe there were even more. So that's that's pretty cool that Akron has one. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. And, and some are attached to libraries, right? Or some are... <laughs> part of library systems yeah. yours is standalone yeah we're completely independent uh we're uh, independently funded our membership actually raises a lot of the funding through dues and we host classes and events and things like that um but yeah libraries are a really big uh player in this game schools are now getting on board uh there's universities and then there's the also the for-profit side as well and, so. and why is this happening all of a sudden is this filling a need and or filling a void yeah, the trade schools are going away as well as, you know, stuff is just expensive. And if you want to get into a skill, if you there's not a lot of uh, woodworking classes in schools anymore. So you couldn't have got that in high school or, you know, even in uh, some colleges are getting rid of those uh, programs. So what we wanted to do is provide a place for anyone to make anything. And so... Tell me an exciting story. Like, what what is one of your exciting stories for someone came in and actually brought something to fruition and surprised even you? <laughs> oh, there's so many little things. Uh, well, one that we're working on right now that's really cool. Uh, we have one of our members, he comes in on our electronics nights. We have these free open electronics nights. And him and his family have a genetic hearing disorder. So they're developing this uh, listening device that sits around their home and it hooks up to a smartwatch. And whenever the teapot 
uh, whistles, the oven beeps, the doorbell gets rang, uh, it sends him a buzz on his wrist because he can't quite hear it. And then that way he can then uh, wow. you know, attest to those things. When that gave me chills, honestly. <laughs> That's amazing that yeah. someone can make that happen for themselves. Yeah, and it took him, right now we're in final prototype and he's, it's taken him like two months and 50 bucks. Wow. And and how do you assist someone with all of these different random requests? It seems like I was joking when I introduced, I said, you do everything because I was sort of chatting with you earlier and the job description is pretty like nebulous. So tell us what that looks like. Well, we, we all come from different backgrounds. Uh, my background's in metalworking and manufacturing. Mm -hmm. uh, Beck, your background is? Uh, my background's in crafting and I went through... Uh, I was at Miller South and Firestone for theater, and then I'm also a professionally trained cake decorator. So wow, that is really yeah. interesting. And you didn't bring a cake tonight. I didn't bring. I'm a cake. so disappointed. <laughs> if, if you come to game night next week, you can sample my famous Mountain Dew cupcakes. Ooh, that sounds amazing. And and it's too bad Ryan and Cody aren't here because they're the Rubber City cosplay guys. So yeah, and, I'm sure you'd have a lot in common. They've actually costuming. come to our crafting and cosplay night, which oh, okay. is uh, the first Monday or the first Thursday of every month is a free. Uh, cosplay night. You can come in and work on your cosplay. You can use anything in the craft room um, to work on your costume to get ideas and work with other people. We have several like free nights like that throughout the month. That's great. Yeah. What, what's the strangest thing each of you have built? <laughs> that we can talk about? <laughs> yes. Well, what you can talk about is even better. Uh... Do tell. <laughs> oh, uh, so I would say one of the the coolest strangest things that we we just got completed it was a big group project it's one of our members he kind of drove the build for this uh so you guys are familiar with the skee-ball machine right yes. all right so, oh, i saw pictures of this on facebook yeah, yeah. so one of our members got a skee-ball machine and scaled it to where it's uh it's it's to fit bowling balls so it's 20 foot long and wow. eight foot tall and uh <laughs> yeah so and the library let us set it up and we were really Sounds worried really about surprised. that. Yeah, so that sounds a little dangerous. You're like throwing a bowling ball, basically. Yeah, you're, you're, you're basically throwing a bowling ball down a ramp, and it hits airborne. It goes above your head and then launches into this thing. It's pretty... Sounds it, like something my kids would build. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty wild. That's fun. How about you, Beck? Um, Probably something costume-related, I would imagine. Well, yeah, I mean... We've done a lot of, we've seen a lot of interesting costumes come through. Um, there was a group, uh, two siblings that came in, they were working on a costume and they carried in two televisions <laughs> and they gutted the televisions and turned them into masks and were, they wore them around conventions and then they were actually working on um, putting electronics in there so they could put pictures on the screen. Wow. Um, I don't know if they've completed that yet, but they were talking about doing that. Um, I, weird stuff always happens. Like I had to wrap somebody completely in duct tape so they could make their own um, dummy so they could display their costume at home in their house. So <laughs> That's it, fun. <laughs> it, it was a very fun night. I just kind of one time left, like wrapped them all up and then I walked away for a little bit and he was just kind of stuck there. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> 
hard. Sounds a bit like my job. I find myself doing very strange things sometimes, you know? And that, it's always fun because when it, when conversation comes up, what did you do today? Oh, I wrapped a guy in duct tape. and Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. And didn't Never get arrested for it. No, no. That's the it was part. It was consensual duct tape. Right, right. That's that's good. You should always get consent when duct taping another human being. It's a little generally, disclaimer. Generally speaking. So I saw a video on Facebook where you're kind of touring around and showing the different rooms. Mm-hmm. And it was just sort of amazing the different tools you have to work with. Can you kind of give us like verbally a tour of what it looks like when you walk through? Like what's on the wall? What's What are the different machines you have? So you walk in... Uh, so we're currently in uh, a former manufacturing plant. So it is uh, very industrial looking. It's very kind of outdated wood panel on the walls. And there's just all sorts of cool stuff bolted everywhere. Uh, we put a little splash of color there. And then uh, as you walk through into uh, our main classroom, you've got 3D printers and you've got crafting all the way up to metal smithing stuff. And then you'll walk into the back and then it's just a smorgasbord of tools and equipment. You walk past laser cutters into our electronics lab. We have our large format 3D printer that you can like sit inside of, it's so large. Um, You go into, you'll leave at the electronics lab and then you start going into like general build space and computer lab and then you immediately transition transition to the metal smithing shop, which we've got saws, sanders, grinders, metal casting equipment, blacksmithing, uh, and welding in the back there. Uh, you kind of round about through the corner of the shop that's got uh, glass kilns, stained glass setup, ceramic setup, uh, and then just kind of like general project storage. There's a miniature race car just chilling in the corner there that people are working on. And then you roll back through the wood shop that has everything from, we've got a couple pieces of equipment from the 1800s up into like automated equipment from a couple years ago. Uh, and then you'll roll through our bike shop and then what we call skid row, which is just stuff coming in and out. There's usually a couple skids that someone's tearing <laughs> apart to turn into a piece of furniture. So, so what if I come in and I have a concept of what I want to do, but I don't really have those particular skills? Do you pair people up or is it really like you need to actually do it yourself? <laughs> it, it's a little bit of everything. Um, so when you come into the shop, you don't have to be a member to take a class. Um, but once you become a member, we, we run you through basic safety and get you, you know, competent on all the equipment so you can come in and you can run things safely. Uh, and then, like I said, the shop's very open. There's a very big, like, mentorship mindset where you can come in and, and, and like, hey, I need to know how to do this one thing. And I got to make really intricate table legs or something like that. Uh, and someone will be like, oh, hey, I've done that. Let me show you real quick. Uh, And we basically have uh, maintainers of every department where you'll go and be like, hey, how do I learn how to use this piece of equipment that wasn't covered in the safety class? And we'll go ahead and get you taken care of and just kind of help you along. Okay. So and you, and what's the age range? Like, can I bring my kids in to, and uh, just drop them off and you'll babysit them? Uh, <laughs> no, not so much. Uh, you know, just let them use the power tools. It's fine. <laughs> uh, bandsaws, bandsaws and 12-year-olds don't usually go well together. Right. But um, we are pretty lenient. Uh, so officially, uh, to be a member, realistically, you need to be 18. We do allow kids that are 16 to mm-hmm. show up with parents' permission. And then we do have some members that bring their kids. Okay. And we have them go through a little bit more vetting to make sure that like any class the kid takes, the parent takes as well. Oh, so very good. So that way when they come in, the parent can kind of guide them through everything and we can, you know, we all kind of keep an eye on it, but it's we're we're definitely not set up to drop kids off and leave. So <laughs> No, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Sorry, Shane, you have to find oh. a real babysitter. Ah, dang it. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's super exciting. Um, so, so why why um, are you the the founder of the Akron Makerspace? Because I, I think from the beginning, I've I've known you to be involved. What in, inspired you to start this organization? So, or to co-start this organization? We just all wanted to have a workspace where we could all just just build whatever we wanted. Um, we originally just rented a two-car garage. You know, it was four of us in a mm-hmm. two-car garage, and I just wanted to have a place to put my tools and work on them that had heat, because uh, my garage <laughs> at the time was. Well, was, now you're getting fancy. <laughs> well, now we're now we're getting fancy. Yeah, lights and heat. Oh, neat. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, yeah, it really kind of evolved from there because I come from a professional manufacturing background, and a lot of people that were coming to the shop don't. So I found myself teaching a lot of classes on how to run the equipment. And I kind of fell in love with that. I do that a ton. Uh, so it kind of evolved from there. And uh, now we're, you know, we are in our own building and we're, we're looking to move to this, this nice new facility. And tell us about that, moving to a new facility. And, and, and I'd like to know just more uh, largely too, like how does this work into the ecosystem that is Akron and with everything else that's going on in town? Yeah, so... Uh, First, we're, we're looking to move into the uh, Bounce Akron Innovation Hub, the uh, former Akron Global Business Accelerator. Um, so we're, we're looking to partner with the city. We're in talks right now uh, trying to figure out exactly where we fit in this whole plan. Um, but Bounce is about uh, setting up artists and entrepreneurs and startups and uh, as a one-stop business shop. So if you want to start a business and you don't know even where to begin, Bounce is where you're going to want to go. Uh, there's SBDC in there. There's a lot of other great organizations that can help you get started and help you get going. Uh, as well as once you become established, there's a lot of other things to help you along the way. And that's one thing we really hope to um, to be able to provide is when someone comes in, they're like, great, cool. I hand carved this thing in, at my house with a knife, but now I got to make you know 300 of them for you know a convention next month. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I take this from you know, uh, a hand carve artisan one time piece to still an artisan, but like, I'm not gonna, you know, take 300 hours to make each one. Mm-hmm. So we help with the manufacturability with that. Um, and with the goal of, you know, watching them prosper, watching their business grow. Um, and whether it's an artist, whether you're a furniture maker, whether uh, you're coming up with a new uh, tech product, um, as well as still, you know, catering to hobbyists, people just want to build stuff for fun, they want to fix stuff around the house. They want to um, build a rocket, you know, and launch it up and take cool aerial photographs. So, wow, yeah, I mean, and, and it's—I I can see how you're catering to all different types of groups, and I think it would be a good fit in this larger ecosystem of you know startups and businesses, and you know, because I'm sure a lot of people who make things may not have the business savvy to turn it into a a scalable, sustainable business model. Yep. And can you go from, you know, I've looked into like patenting things or inventing things, and I think that that's about as far as most people go. (laughs) (laughs) Because first of all, it's expensive, and then the next thing you have to do is actually have like a model of this thing that you, whatever it is that you dream up. And that's where I always stop. It's like, well, I can't do that. I wouldn't know where to start. So. Could you facilitate something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We actually have several of our members are patent holders themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I run, uh, my day job is actually running a prototype department for a local medical manufacturer. Do you want to be friends? 
<laughs> just kidding. Um, so we already have a lot of people in house that are familiar going down that road, and then also we're we tend to be uh, kind of like a, a hub for hey, did you realize that the Akron Public Library has a inventors club and they bring in a uh, attorney, a patent attorney, mm-hmm. every month or two. And they talk about what's the difference between a patent and a trademark and a copyright and how to how to approach them from the legal standpoint. And we can help you get, you know, the the physical prototypes taken care of and then you can go there and we kinda all work together. Oh, that's great. I might yeah, I might have to come in and become a member. I have a couple ideas. They might be terrible, but I, I deserve a shot. <laughs> <laughs> you do. We all deserve right. a shot. Exactly. <laughs> So um, let's see. So also, I wanted to speak to sort of um, as far as the ecosystem goes to um, this the the environment in Akron, like how everything that's going on can make us more like competitive, can make us more successful. How do you how do what how does what you do work into that? I mean, does it reach into like um, what the university is doing and what the small businesses are doing? So one thing we're trying to do is put a little bit of more cutting edge technology into people's hands. You know, 3D printers are starting to become kind of, you know, everywhere now, Mm -hmm. but we're always trying to make sure we have something a little bit more that we're trying to bring in immediately or also at the same time, maybe taking some long forgotten tips, techniques and tricks and using, you know, bringing those back to life is like, did you realize they did this stuff in the 1800s and it's still super effective today? Um, so whether it's uh, working on manufacturing a product and picking the right uh, process for it, or just, you know, that networking uh, vibe where you're bouncing ideas off somebody and someone with no experience in your field comes in and says, hey, have you thought about it this way? Because they don't have that, that built-in bias that you might have. And it's a really good place to like, oh, wow, I never even would have thought of that. Mm-hmm. I can see how you're sort of like a bridge for a lot of things that are happening in the city. So I'm kind of fascinated by the biomimicry, you know, mm-hmm. and so you might have someone in a completely unrelated field that's sort of trying to mimic something that's happening in nature and then they need some process to do that and you would be the that you would be where I would go, you know, the next the next spot or for a patent, the next the next step to make a model, you know. So Absolutely. I think you're filling you are you're filling a void and like you said as well, just not having the budget for people to have all those tools themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you say you have, um, this is not <laughs> your job job. You both have jobs Yeah. at the yeah. same time. So how does that, how does your everyday look with, um, this, that sounds like you're busy, so. <laughs> yeah, um, I typically work 8.30 to five every day. Um, I have a wife and a five-year-old at home, so wow. um, I, try to balance being home with them and going to the shop um sometimes i get them to come down with me so then i feel like i'm spending time with them Mm -hmm. and doing stuff um but it's 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 a balancing act i mean there are times when you know i've kind of like okay well i can't be down this week but then the next week I'll be down there you know three days a week or something like that I mean I'm not like Devin I don't live there so <laughs> yeah so I, I, I work the I'll call it 730 to 5 
Um, and then usually I go to the shop immediately after, and then I'm there. Usually I'll stop at home and grab the dog and then bring the dog with me. So Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Mr. Waffles likes the shop. So. <laughs> Mr. Wow. Waffles. Oh, Mr. That's Waffles. Awesome. <laughs> I, I love dog-friendly establishments. Me yeah. too. That's great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so it, it uh, depends on what needs done that day. You know, we all pitch in on stuff. So sometimes, you know, we, we hold classes a couple times a week. Um, so sometimes I come in there and we'll teach a class or help facilitate a class mm -hmm. for the, the instructor so they don't have to worry about some of the background stuff. Uh, up to, you know, fixing stuff and, you know, cleaning floors and sweeping off workbenches. Are the instructors volunteers as well? Everybody is volunteers. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we'd like to change that, uh, but right now right. it's uh, all of the money that comes in goes to supporting the, the building, the, all the utilities, uh, maintenancing and improving the equipment. Probably insurance too, right? That's usually, that's <laughs> other than rent, that's our biggest uh, expense. Uh, I bet, yeah. yeah. I can mm -hmm. imagine. Because um, I'm the clumsiest person on earth. If anybody loses a finger there, it will be me. <laughs> They'll just print you a new one with the 3D printer. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all good. I can make a robotic finger. <laughs> Last night, one of our members 3D printed a prosthetic hand. Uh, so we wow. just set up our new 3D printer, and it, it we 3D prints what we call Terminator style. So it 3D prints from a pool of liquid plastic, Ooh, and wow. then it pulls it up inverted from that. That's uh, awesome. so what? He, yeah, he was he was 3D printing a <laughs> prototype for a prosthetic T hand. T2, the liquid terminator. Exactly, exactly. So you saw the hand? Yeah, yeah. So he hasn't assembled it yet, but he just got the uh, the main palm okay. portion and all the fingers printed yesterday. Oh, so you yeah. print it and then you what? Glue it together or snap no, it, it together? It's uh, there's pins that hold all the joints together. There's actuators, a little electronics that go into it, and he's building a sensor kit. So if it's someone has an amputation. Um, below the elbow some of those uh some of those tendons are still there so they would move <laughs> and he wants to put a sensor pack on the arm that way when you flex those tendons even though you don't have a hand it actually moves the hand oh wow can we pre-order some of that for, for chris over <laughs> yes, here just for when backup. he severs his right. hand yeah. we'll, we'll take measurements <laughs> after the show when it happens my ukulele career will be over <laughs> Unless we come up with like a special hand that like fits really well on a fretboard, just well, that's a, just in core positions already. So we've we've already built a couple prosthetics for people. Uh, one of our members, his uh, daughter, was uh, born with a deformity that uh, she's missing part of her hand. So we helped her build a custom hand. She does racing, so wow. holding onto a racing wheel, going around turns and stuff like that. So wow. uh, that was that was a fun project. And, and you said you work doing prototypes for a medical company. Yeah. Medical, and is there a lot of crossover between your day job and things that go on at the makerspace? Because you're talking about prosthetics and you're talking about some medical type of usages for So the for company I work for, we make implants, uh, okay. specifically knee and hip. Um, but actually, we will utilize the makerspace as a place to get some processes done that if we don't have that equipment in-house. So like um, most of the day Friday, I actually was on the clock at work at the makerspace machining components for the prototype department. Ah. So yeah. The, the it, worlds collide. They do collide. Yeah. yeah. That's so. awesome. So is there a way to sort of commission someone to work on a project for you? Absolutely. So oh, great. The organization itself doesn't handle that, mm -hmm. but um, we'll, we'll basically act as a, as a network and be like, okay, you want... Uh, a robot built. Okay, here's here's the three people. Talk to them. These are the people that are going to get you going in the right direction. 
Um, so there's there's a lot of stuff. So artists, we got a lot of, like I said, a lot of metalsmiths that have recently come in. Uh, so if you need custom pieces of jewelry, and we've done some installation pieces uh, for group projects. Mm -hmm. So the uh, Summit Art Space actually has an installation that we did. That uh, is really neat. Yeah. Got to check that out. So what's your favorite type of project? If you could do what you wanted to do all day. Mm, do you make robots? I do a lot of furniture <laughs> stuff, but okay. I, I do uh, flat pack furniture that uses automated equipment to okay. produce. Mm -hmm. So it's not it doesn't look like a traditional piece of furniture. And then it, it all snaps together. And I like doing it with no glues, no screw, no nails, no fasteners. Mm -hmm. Just the shapes of the wood itself hold it together. So that's one thing that I've been really getting into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing is salvaging old uh, crafting equipment, especially sewing machines. Um, I like to find them and then you know refurbish them, take them apart, figure out how they work. My current project is an electronic knitting machine from uh, nineteen seventy nine. And we haven't got it running yet, but it does eventually when it's running, it actually is computerized and you use um, their, own, their punch cards that you put through that read the pattern and then it'll knit the pattern out wow. for you. Yeah, it's like a Scantron card that's got a holes punched right. in it, and it's yeah. really, Ooh, really cool to watch. Early programming. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Is. yeah, that's exactly what it is. So when you're saying you take the old sewing machine apart, for example, mm -hmm. and then like what's broken, like you make a new one on a 3D printer, and I actually haven't had to do that yet. Um, that I, would be cool. I yeah, I I accumulate a lot of old sewing machines, so I piece them together. I have some at home that are specifically just for parts and I your mean, wife probably thinks that's super when you like store all that stuff <laughs> well we have we fight about space because she collects vhs's and old oh, com okay. old computers oh it's mutual then oh, yeah wow. that totally works yes. out then. so so we fight over the space <laughs> that's interesting yeah maybe you can make something with all of those elements and blow my mind <laughs> robotic sewing machine that's got vintage computers and everything all over it <laughs> but it has to have a vhs player built into it okay okay hmm what does one do with an old vhs player <laughs> i just know i have like five of them around my house that my wife occasionally watches movies on that's really fun i think you guys are going to get a phone call from me sometime in the near future because i'm always dreaming up weird things you know so yeah you're gonna drink you're yeah. gonna wake up in the middle of the night you're gonna have an idea that involves old i really am equipment and VHS. it's going to be very unfortunate for you <laughs> be some sort of because new it's going to be crazy art installation <laughs> oh, that's right so so what what are all the opportunities for members and potential members it seems like every week you have a class of some sort you've got open hours you've got yeah, so uh, we have an open house every Tuesday at 7 p.m. So you can come in, you can check out the space, you can talk to members, get to know everybody, take a tour, and uh, just see how the, the shop operates. Uh, and then right after the meeting, people actually start getting to work. So if you want, you can actually sit there and just kind of watch people work and ask any questions. Um, and then we have... Um, four free events a month. So we do uh, the cosplay and crafting on the first Thursday of the month. We do a robot build night on the third Thursday of the month. We do um, game night, which is the second Saturday of the month, which is card games, board games, and vintage video games. Just kind of we shut off the equipment. Everyone comes in, kind of hangs out. Um, 
and then we also do Microcontroller Monday, which is the third Monday of the month, uh, which is a free electronics night. You don't have to be a member to come to any of these events. And if you're like, hey, I need to use a soldering iron for like 10 minutes, you don't go have to go buy one. Just come in. We've got 11 of them sitting there. Um, and if you need direction on a project or if you're like, hey, I know nothing about electronics, where do I get started? We can get you going in the right direction. And then uh, for members, we do safety classes twice a month. That way new members can go ahead and get uh, trained on the equipment so they can run safely and confidently to start. And then we also have uh, classes that float around from welding and soldering like we just did this past weekend to 3D printing, laser cutting, sewing. We did a class in corset making. Uh, we've done all sorts of interesting things, so advanced woodworking and metal casting and block and printing. Block printing, that's a big one that we do uh, in collaboration with Rubber City Prints. Um, so yeah. So what you're saying is there's nothing to do there. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds amazing. I mean, there's like something almost every night. That's really I, great. I'm intrigued yeah. by the idea of a yeah. corset for me to kind of bring hmm. the gut in a little bit, you know. Listen, yeah. we, can, we can help you I out. Can, I can, yeah. Just come tie down that to the baby shop. up and I look like i like, like Manx, like man Manx. Yeah. It does, in, <laughs> the patterning for that does involve being wrapped in tape, just so you know. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> See, D once tape, again, preferably. it all goes back to being wrapped in, in duct tape. That's really what they do most of the time over right. there. <laughs> we go through a lot of duct tape. Okay? Hey, I was just going to ask that. that. That's the maker's, you know, that's the maker's accessory, that right there. The, exactly. The, the maker's best friend. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so tell me, if what would be your vision of success in the future? Like, how would this splinter off, or, or, or what, would, what would it look like if you really were able to do do this to the best of your abilities and to the best capacity. So the biggest thing is we're we're growing at a really rapid rate when it comes to members mm -hmm. and we're we've hit like full capacity on our building when it comes to tools and equipment. So obviously this partnership with the city is helping us to expand into a larger location. Uh, and be able to offer a lot more programming because actually a third of all of our equipment is actually in storage because we have we can't even fit it in our own building mm, um, as well as uh, just helping out more businesses get started more more little startups more existing businesses uh, to keep going and keep innovating uh, and especially uh, artists to come in here and really be able to utilize uh, our workshop and build something to sell or build something just to express themselves um, and just just keep keep everything moving for the direction it's been going for the last six years that's great. That sounds like good goals for the future. Amazing. And your your URL is akronmakerspace.org. Yep. And you also have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Meetup, yeah. Meetup, all that good stuff. Yep. Okay. And is there a way for people to, to contribute or just join up and become a member and that's that would be helpful? Join up and become a member is usually the easiest way mm -hmm. and it's the most involving way to get you in there. So you can be like, hey, cool, I want to make this thing and I also can give some time or help teach something. Um, but uh, you know, being a 501c3, we're you know tax deductible, so we're never going to turn down a you know a donation like that. Um, there is some equipment we can accept. Uh, we have to make sure it's something that actually goes towards our our programs. So you can get a hold of us through our website, call us, uh, or get a hold. We have a contact form on the website and say, hey, I have some metalworking equipment or some woodworking equipment or some crafting equipment. I'd like to see go to a good home, and we'll see if we can use it. If we can't, we will also help find another makerspace that will be able to utilize it. So we work with the makerspace in Canton, Cleveland, Erie, Pennsylvania, 
Columbus, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then also Tampa Bay, Florida, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, Boulder, Colorado, and Peoria, Illinois. Do you all ever get together? Yeah. Yeah, One big game night? uh, Well, in 2015, I was actually invited to the White House uh, for, they'd been doing what they call the Maker Summit uh, for a couple of years. And from that, they were like, we don't know what the political future looks like. So you guys need to work together. Uh, So they had 178 makerspaces, and they brought us together with National Science Foundation, Department of Education, Google, and, and companies of the like. And from that, we've actually formed a organization called Nation of Makers. Uh, so the founding board is heads of some prominent makerspaces, uh, as well as uh, one of the co-founders for Burning Man, several former White House staff, and then Adam Savage from Mythbusters, with the whole goal of the organization to guide and direct makerspaces through startup, through running, and then actually growing, and then uh, also kind of being an advocate for the whole maker movement. Um, so yeah, we just announced that there's going to be um, uh, NomCon, which is Nation of Makers convention in New Mexico at the uh, middle of the year. So uh, several of us will be flying out there for that uh, to, you know, basically as we're all working together uh, to develop curriculum, we're, you know, basically lobbying to get insurance because uh, some places, some states don't offer insurance to a makerspace. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're basically trying to use the group power to be like, hey, insurance companies, here's our statistics, offer us insurance, we want to pay you money. That's great. Right, of course. So well, power in numbers. Exactly. What's mm-hmm. the strangest piece of equipment in your makerspace right now? Or the most, I, I wouldn't say strangest, maybe the most surprising to someone who Currently, um, we used to, so a, a former piece of equipment that we had that I, I, I really found interesting was, because uh, my background's in metalworking, was this German metalworking machine. It's, uh, it's called a pantograph mill. So it is a fully mechanical machine that you can carve a block of wood into any shape, bolt it to one side of the machine, and then you can put a block of wood or metal on the other side of the machine and just physically trace it and it would scale it up or scale it down. Um, and if you look at some of the uh, vintage matchbox car videos, like how it's made, they actually use those exact same pieces of equipment. They would carve the, the car like a foot long, and then they would scale it down to two and a half inches. Hmm. Uh, and I'm trying to think what would be a, a, another really cool piece of equipment we have. That, that giant ski cool. ball machine. The giant <laughs> ski ball machine is pretty cool. It's it's packed mm-hmm. up right now. It's all flat packed, so it's like sitting in our in our space in the corner. Um, but yeah, there's there's all sorts of interesting things all around the shop. That's a neat Akron toy, right? Because bowling. What what is the bowling statistic or thing? Oh, we used to have here? the pro the pro bowling hall of fame. Yes, I think was here. Yeah. And uh, Riviera Lanes in Fairlawn, uh, there was a weekly national bowling show. <laughs> that came from you know a right. lot of them were filmed there. I mean, it was we were like high rollers in the bowling, professional yeah. bowling industry. We need to bring that back because our <laughs> our ski ball machine is called the ski bowling machine. Oh, nice! So that works in right, right? there. That would yeah. be great. We could See? we could bring it all back to Akron. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's some bring bowling, bowling connections. Back. Yeah. yeah, why not Akron? <laughs> why not Akron? Yeah, yeah. For for everything else too, and mm-hmm. and that. Um, so yeah, that's what, what a cool space. I remember meeting you when I was still at the library with the Acro Digital Media Center and how much 
the makerspace has grown since then and in, in I, I would guess in, in members and in just yeah. your presence in the community and the amount of items you have there and it's it's very exciting to see that progression is there anything else that you would like to mention or um any any like social media or anything like that any events that you'd like to mention before we wrap up um, no, the biggest thing is uh, if you're interested in making and building stuff, go ahead and check us out. Like I said, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. we have an open house. Um, we hope to be, we're still in talks of this new space, so we're hoping to transition to that soon. So we'll go from 4,300 square foot to right now we're looking around 12,000 square foot. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty big jump in size and it's still nice and centrally located in downtown. and. Mm -hmm. um, we're definitely going to have a lot more equipment that people can come in and utilize to do a lot cooler and bigger, better things. Great. Fantastic. And I think we've come to the part of the show where we talk about what's coming up. Yes. I don't, I don't have anything ready, so we, oh, maybe we yeah. can start with, with do you get, do, do, do either of you have any exciting events that you're... It sounds like you're pretty busy, but <laughs> is there anything coming up that you're excited about attending? Uh, attending at our shop or outside in Akron? Just anywhere in Akron. Uh, so Pecha Kucha is coming up uh, the second Friday of February, I want to say. Yes. I believe yep. there's still the, some... The ninth. The ninth yep. at mm -hmm. Tangiers. Uh, so we go to those every time. That's a wonderful event in the area. Um, so we'll be going to that. And then I know on April 21st, we've got the Akron TED Talks uh, that are coming in. Uh, a lot of us will be attending that as well. Um, and then as far as at the space, I know... Uh, Coming up closer to Valentine's Day, we're doing a block, like a date night block printing class in collaboration with Rubber City Prints. Uh, so we're gonna, you'll see some of the advertisements for that soon. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. Also, game night is next Saturday. Um, yeah. It, people start showing up between 7.30 and eight o'clock and that's uh, a good night to come down, meet some people. You're not gonna work, you're gonna play games and. Uh, uh, that's when we let our geek flag fly. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> I like that. That's I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it all boils down to it's a warehouse full of nerds down here. Yeah. At the Akron Makerspace. That I, sounds I like, like that. Yeah, it sounds like a picture I'd like to take. <laughs> right. I like that. I, I would get along fine in that group. Mm-hmm. So I have, um, on Saturday, there is a hip-hop show at The Hive, uh, Flaco Torres is going to be performing and then there's some out-of-towners I'm not sure it's called um, I think the whole show is called well I'm not sure but anyway Chev Meadows I don't I don't even know really actually how to say these names but anyway there's there's some out-of-towners there's some local hip-hop performers I'm gonna go to this it sounds great and then on I believe it's on Saturday as well is this Saturday Wait, you go. You no, Yes, it's Saturday 4 to 6 at Terry's is a chili cook-off, and uh, it benefits Canopy, and I go. I like to go to that to support Canopy. And it's really fun. People bring their different chilies, and there's also a drag show, which is always super entertaining. What do you have going on, Chris? This Wednesday at the Exchange House in North Hill <laughs> is a uh, My North Hill Story Circle and it's part of a series, and it's great because you know the the Exchange House. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It it brings in a lot of the refugee community to interact with our you know American-born folks and to learn. You know, just cultural exchange happens there, and um, Katie Beck leads those, and she does an amazing job. We just had our recent full circle storytelling last week, and I, I feel like 
we're trying to cultivate a, a community of storytellers more and more, and I'd, I'd like to see more of these events happening in the community. And actually, Shane's involved in a cool storytelling project uh, for the Gay Community Endowment Fund. Definitely. I've heard, oh, I've I'm heard, really I've excited. I've caught wind of that, and it sounds exciting, too. Yeah. Um, next Friday, along with Pecha Kucha, is the first annual Flannel Fest oh, fundraiser for the Art too. Bomb Brigade. Yeah. Nice. My, my, uh, the group I'm involved in, Rubber City Ukes, will be playing at that. And Ooh. we... We have a songbook that we've posted on the event page and on our Rubber City Ukes Facebook page. So you can basically download that, bring an instrument, sing along, perform with us if you like. Or you can just show up and sing, or you could just uh, drunkenly make up words while we're singing and heckle us. <laughs> we don't care. It's, you just have it's, to put like a crappy flannel fun. on and you're good to go. That's too, right. You know? That's right. Um, just sport your beard. You don't have to comb your hair. Yes. It's an easy it's, event to attend. It's going to be very exciting. And it benefits the Art Bomb Brigade. It and does. those guys are absolutely amazing. Bombing the whole city with murals. And I mean, they're just, they put right. so much energy into beautifying Akron. It's really a worthwhile cause. They do. And they're, they need to invest in some scaffolding and other equipment. Mm-hmm. And I'm also working with the Art Bomb Brigade and I'm doing a documentary about their current oh, project which involves folks from CSS Community Support Services they're going to do a mural there um, so it involves some um, art therapy functions as well mm-hmm. um, so that that is I, I can't wait to dig into that a little more and I, I, I enjoy Elisa Gargarella's work in the community and her classes and just Elisa Gargarella so, so in general yeah. she's so fun she <laughs> is, a, is a ball of energy we should bring her on the podcast sometime. that's true <laughs> <laughs> so and it looks like also on February 10th just go with it workshop or just go with it improv group which our co-host Ryan is involved in is doing ankle biter improv kids show and workshop at uh, in, in Ashland. <laughs> that's dangerous. Yeah, it's showed up on my calendar. So okay. I, I think that's all for now. And the the next um, the next electric pressure cooker it will be f- February seventeenth, and that is on a Saturday at Jilly's Music Room. So, all right. Th- thanks so much for joining us. It's I I know we just scratched the surface of all that's available at the Akron Makerspace, I would encourage all of you listening to at least check it out. Come to one of the free uh, workshops, come to one of the networking uh, sessions, but um, it appears to me that if you have an idea or a vision of something, uh, you will help make that a reality. Absolutely. And, And you all are so smart, I think you'll even like use tools the way they're not supposed to be used just to help someone fulfill some, an as, idea they as have. long as it's <laughs> safe as long as it's safe okay. as long as it's safe that's a good caveat mm-hmm. so you know the the whole may I, I really appreciate the whole maker movement and culture because it's it's a group of people who don't say no to who who, who have no barriers it's like I, if I can imagine it, I can make it happen somehow. And yeah. that's, that's sort of exemplifies the Akron spirit as well. It's making it accessible to more people, too. And that's wonderful. Right. So org. check them out. Thanks again for joining us. This is episode 111, 111. Um, and we will see you next week. And as always, keep it an, an Akron, Akron day. day.